Hello, we are back. We are back. After a hiatus for winter break and finals, now it's the beginning of the new semester, the spring semester here at the University of Maryland. Um, yeah, we're back with a bit of, uh, on, a, on a somber note, um, as, as I'm sure everyone knows, um, the legend, legendary Kobe Bryant um, passed over the weekend. It's weird saying that. Yeah. But, um, and, you know. Uh, we're going to do a start with a short tribute and then get into uh, the news from around the sports world and finish up with uh, hopefully on a, a more uh, a, a more happy note, I guess, talking about the Super Bowl. Um, but uh, we felt we should start with a tribute and a discussion of Kobe. And of course, before we start, we'd like to, of course, you know, obviously we don't have the biggest following. We are, we acknowledge that and uh, but or or much like of a platform to say this from, but we would be remiss if we didn't say, um, obviously, we're of our, in our, um, the Bryant family and um, the Altabelli family and the Chester family and the Mauser family and the Zobayan family and our thoughts and prayers. Um, it's a horrific tragedy. And, uh, yeah, it's a tough time for the whole sports world and the world in general. But, um, yeah, so we're offering thoughts and prayers. And, uh, yeah, that's really all I can say right now. Um, so, Alan, how, how, on Sunday... Um, how, how did you react when you heard the news? Uh, like, a, like, this, three, like, like, two o'clock our time or something? So, um, I thought it was fake. Yeah, me too. Um, that's my instant reaction. Um, our, we have a group chat of me and my whole fantasy football league, and we get messages. That seems like something that, it just seemed fake. And then you look into it, and... Uh, TMZ was the first to report right, so it. That, that I was like, okay, like TMZ. But then like I saw like right after that on Twitter, I found out from a group my family group chat, and mm-hmm. then after like I saw TMZ, and I was like, okay, that seems suspect. And then I saw like someone's like, okay, not confirmed yet. And I'm like, okay, please God, like hopefully it's not confirmed. But then when Woj tweeted it, that's that was, I, was like, I screenshotted it. When it was when that, Woj tweeted it, that's when I was like, okay, this is. Legit and the second I saw the Woj tweet, that's when I knew. I, like my that heart dropped into my stomach. That dude is not wrong. Yeah, he's ever. I mean, he was slightly wrong this time with the the number. People didn't know because they didn't have the manifest yet. Mm-hmm. So the initial report was there were five people, but there were actually nine people, which just made it even worse. Um, but yeah, just a really tragic, horrific day. Um, I thought um one thing I wanted to add is. Yeah. Uh, TMZ, absolute Bush League job here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's a sign of our society a little bit. The clicks, the first to get it. Who cares? Right. You know? And I think it's a call to, to everyone. Bottom line doesn't matter so much. Daniel and I, it matters. We understand we're business students, right? Mm-hmm. But. Yep. There's something so much more bigger, important going on here, and and the Bryants and all the other families affected don't deserve, obviously, to hear about this from a TMZ report. Yes, they they obviously should have waited for the, um, like the you know the police and the police, share the official right. report to reach the families first, yeah. and then the news story can come out. Um, but also ABC dropped the ball. Do you hear about this? No. ABC was initially reporting that. The entire family was on the helicopter, or like all of his kids, without corroborating. Obviously, it was wrong. Yeah. Um, they were not. 
They also just they just reported people just started reporting everything. Sort of Fox kids. said I think I think Fox said Rick Fox was on mm. the plane, was on the helicopter, he wasn't. Um and Shaq talked about how he was like freaking out also about Rick Fox. And he tried to call him, he couldn't answer. He's probably Rick Fox was getting a lot of calls. Um but Rick Fox was not anywhere close to the helicopter. So Nasty stuff. Just yeah, this is this is not like with other things like if there's like a celebrity breakup or whatever, still not cool, but like with that, like you can be wrong. Like I remember like Ashton Kutcher and uh Mila Kunis like posted like a video of themselves reacting to their own breakup <laughs> news in the magazine. And like at one point he was like, Oh, you want the kids? And he's like, But I I wanna use the kids and she's like, Yeah, sorry and whatever. It was like a cute moment for them, but like with that, it's so much more low stakes. For sure. Than, you know, this is life and death. Literally. And literally. Exactly. So, like, yeah, like, in, in the media world, which we're not in. Um, we're kind of. We're kind of. We're, we're in our own media world. Um, it's just, it's really important to make sure, like, you're accurate, but also even more than that sensitive. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, yeah, like, TMZ was right on a lot of things. But Who it's, cares? It's right. It's a matter of being sensitive to the situation and understanding okay like there's bigger stuff here than clicks and getting it out for sure 100 um, yeah. um i think it'd be good to um uh what's it called to go into a little bit of some of our favorite kobe moments talk yeah. about the uh greatness of kobe and and what he um what are some of your favorite kobe moments uh i have to think back um yeah, I mean, he kind of, like, came up... He started his career before we were born. Which is crazy. Which is pretty crazy. Um, 96, was he? 96, he was drafted. Yeah, Number thir- 13th overall to the Hornets. Hornets. Traded to the Lakers on draft night. Um, yeah, it's, it's just... I don't know, just a lot of different things stand out to me. From, from a basketball perspective, I mean, like, he was one of my guys... I still remember once, like, I still remember just... I have an image, like, in my... You know those, like, images you have, like, those stills you have in your head when yeah. you were really little? Yeah. So I remember, like, I was, like, 10. Not that little, but I remember watching, like, when he... It was a Christmas Day game. I think it was Lakers... I think Lakers Celtics or something. And, like, I just remember... I don't even remember, like, necessarily him, what he was doing. I, just, I know he was playing. I just remember, like... like that was, like, the... With him, Pau Gasol, Andrew Bynum. I just remember, like, watching in my basement and just, like... It was just a happy day. So that... It sticks out for me a little bit. And obviously, the... I don't want to steal yours, but his last game, mm-hmm. I remember I was watching with uh, my brother, and that was a really special moment. Just, you know, it, it was like, just what you always, like, aspire for sports to be. Not just... Derek like, Jeter-esque. Derek Jeter-esque. Like, they, they, were very, they were very similar in their, in their kind of, like, what they meant to their cities, what they meant to the fan base. 20 years, five championships, one team for both of them. Um... Started the same year. It's crazy. It's I know. Pretty that. pretty crazy parallel. I think. Maybe Did you read that in the Players Tribune? Did he talk about that? I don't know. I just know Jeter started in ninety six. Okay. Cool. Well, his first full season, but. Um, but yeah, just you know, just. I just I've watched so many of his games, and just he was. If you loved him, you loved him with everything. If you hated him, you hated him with everything. But like you, were, but the respect was there for both. Always. I mean, a story like has been like kind of brought back to the surface of two guys on uh like in twenty fourteen on Christmas who like I think they they were threatened to drive an hour to fight each other about Kobe because like someone tweeted like Kobe stinks or whatever and the other guy's like no he doesn't and I think they drove an hour to fight each other. It's awesome. Which like 
that doesn't happen with anyone else. Like, mm-hmm. people get mad about other people. But not, like, actually, like, driving to fight someone. An hour. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, you know, just... I know I'm kind of going on and on, but... Just in general, just, like, the all of his patents and moves, seeing him, you know, later in his career start to, like, you know... I, I enjoyed his last season just kind of seeing him, like, the Mamba mentality kind of, like... Like, it was still there, but he kind of, like, started to look back. And you can see him appreciating his career mm-hmm. while everyone else was doing that. And I thought to myself, like, wow, like, this is, like, you really see, like, not just, like, the competitor, but also, like, he's looking at this and really, like, taking it all in. And I thought that was really special. For sure. Um, that's, I think that's great stuff. Um, I want to start with, for me, his last game. Um, and there, there's a couple things I want to touch on, but... That was unbelievable, and in in a, from a personal perspective, I remember it was a it was a ten thirty game. Yeah, um, nine, I think nine thirty. It was a nine thirty game. It was a late game. They started earlier though, because I think so. They get the East Coast. I think so. I mean, could be wrong. So it was my senior year, mm-hmm. um, and it was towards the end of my senior year, and and it was just everything was just good. Like, meaning I was sitting in my couch. My parents were already asleep. I was in my den just watching the game and watching greatness. And I remember at the time thinking, like, Kobe Bryant wasn't good at basketball anymore at that point. He was better than I'll ever be, obviously. But he willed himself to 60 points. And that comeback was unbelievable. Like... Like, okay, maybe you're, everyone will pass you the ball and you'll get your 40 points or something like that. But to come back and win, that was unbelievable. Also, he shot 44% from the field. He, like, you know, Not 22 made shots. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good amount. Like, like, yeah, it's a lot of shots to take. It took 50 shots. For but, sure. But still, like, to be able to still hit at that clip, it's pretty impressive. But you guys have all these stories of his toughness, like the Achilles. Yeah. Like, tore his Achilles and then took the two free throws anyways and then left the game. But yeah, it's, it's just crazy because like, he, he's someone you view, like we view athletes as larger than life figures, sure. especially on this podcast. You know, obviously we acknowledge they they're human. They are We Right, we, we acknowledge they're human and we acknowledge They're just that, superior humans than us. Right, well, we view, you view them on a plane that's, that's separated. Say a pedestal. A pedestal. Thank you. Yeah. We, we view them on a plane that exists like kind of outside of the realm. Like we... I don't. It's like people on Twitter are describing it as like superheroes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word. It's more just like separated, a different plane because it's someone people we feel like we know, even though like just from watching them on TV and feeling like hearing them on different you know interviews and stuff. But and for that they feel like they're just like kind of this like outside of life like immortal type of beings for sure and you know these kind of things shock you into especially with a player of kobe stature world and towards a worldwide popularity kind of shocks you back and think like whoa like this wasn't like he's not he wasn't supposed to Mm -hmm. you know um so and then then the other thing i wanted to add that i really connected with over the years was the mamba mentality Mm -hmm. um the amount of um 
motivational Kobe Bryant videos that I watched either like during my own personal physical rehab for my various injuries that I went through or um, academic inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's as inspired, I can't put it into words when you hear someone out, I think he just lost the finals with um, when he was on Team USA and then woke up at 08. three in the morning. He was against the Celtics, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so, right after that. Like that story's unbelievable and, and the mama mentality is just awesome. We right. have one life. Let's seize it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, yeah. And 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 then touching on uh, Gigi a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to some people in the industry, and they were saying this: she had talent. That yeah. She had more talent at that age than maybe Kobe had. That's mm-hmm. what someone told me. Right. Um, and. Um, what Kobe meant to the WNBA game was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He, um, just a few days before he passed away, he was very vocal that there are three WNBA players that could play in the NBA. What did you say? Maya Moore? No. Tarouzi? Stewart? I don't remember. Okay. Well, we can, but, we can pull Whatever. Out. Just yeah. like, that's big time stuff. And he yeah. would wear WNBA um, sweatshirts and clothing. And I think we all saw... Gigi was going to take the league by storm, mm-hmm. and Kobe was going to be right there the whole way. Um, yeah. And WNBA is the hot place to be, if yeah. I may say so. Well, um, for context, listeners, Alan um, over the over the over the break um, accepted an offer to work for the Atlanta Dream, and if uh, if you want, you can speak to more about that later. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, obviously, the WNBA near and dear to his heart, mine as well. But yeah, not in the same sort of like professional way mm-hmm. um but yeah just like all the you know thinking like there were three kids on the on the flight it just not just like sports aside it's just a yeah. tragic loss of life you know, all around them from all the families you know john altabelli was a, a coach um for, legend for um uh, ocean city community college i think um and you know just all the people he, he coached aaron judge in 2012 wow so like that's a more back to the connection to the sports world, but like, you know, they have two other kids who now have lost a sister and lost two parents and, you know, just families being, you know, devastated by this. It's just really tragic outside of a sports sense and, you know, three children also, which is just as that, as that news came out, it just kind of hit deeper and deeper and deeper. For sure. Um, What I was saying about WNBA before I wanted to go a couple. So like the positive momentum in that direction, other than adding me, obviously. Yes, of course. But they just signed an unbelievably powerful collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, I saw that. um, Where the average salary has gone up significantly, where... Um, where the treatment of players, where they're each going to get their own hotel room, like basic obvious stuff. And, and when you actually look into, um, I'm doing this for myself, I think. Uh, disclaimer, all opinions are of myself and yes. not either of the Maryland women's basketball team or the Atlanta Dream. Um, and um, But the, well, what was I saying before I had to plug my disclaimer in? You were saying that the treatment of players and uh, pay, CBA? Right, right. I don't remember. But on a similar note, the the overall positive trajectory of the WNBA is unbelievable. And I've started doing a lot of research, a lot of college scouting. Um, Daniel actually doesn't know this. Um, he kicked it off for me, talking about Ionescu. Yeah. Um, 
from Oregon, and I've watched a lot of film on Kennedy Carter, um, who's either at Texas A&M and Mississippi State. I've watched, um, I watched a lot of film. Dark Red. Dark yes. Wars, Dark yes. Red. And um, these women are so talented. And, and watching the positive momentum that I've seen before the Kobe thing with Gigi and all of that, knowing how that, how beautifully that would have partnered together mm-hmm. and the, the, the synergy that would have been there is, is tough for me. Right. Um, because the WNBA product is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there is serious talent strategy because the athleticism isn't at the same level and there, there's so much to enjoy there. So on a, mm-hmm. on a personal Definitely. level, yeah. that was um, tough for me um, to look at. Yeah, so he's probably he was probably the biggest public ambassador, and he was just getting started. Yeah, and I, you know it's just it's tough because you know, just back to Kobe. Um, Kobe. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Just it's sad. It's it's just sad. It's, yeah. You know because he sad. he was forty one. That's not you know he had a whole second act as people have been calling it. And that was gonna be awesome. Yeah, he already won an Oscar. Yeah. Took him a year. Okay. I'm gonna say it probably because his name was Kobe. Oh, uh, it was great though. It was great. Your match was great. Um, do you think it was because it was Kobe? No, I mean I think it helped get it out. If there. I made it, do you think? I don't think. It, no offense, I don't think it would have been as good. No offense. Okay. Sorry, Al. Okay. Um, okay. No, but also like you, I mean, you combine like you know the the animation made it really good. The score by John Williams, who uh, famously scored Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think it definitely did deserve it. Not that I watched every animated short from that year, so that's normally you do your research. Normally, I watch every animated short, but not this time. Um, but yeah, just you know, just you know, the true definition of a competitor, and it's just you know. And I don't think this is an area where you want to really focus on um, making good transitions or things like that because it's tough to transition right. out. But. I'm going to try to lift the spirit a little bit. Obviously, we could talk about this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but um, going into, I had a transition, but I don't think it's appropriate. So yeah, I'm going to just... pass. MLB. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit of baseball now. Um, just, you know, uh, get into some MLB news. And um, free agency has been going on. Um, as probably our, our most loyal listeners know, I'm a big Yankees fan. Alan is a big Indians fan. The Yankees got Garrett Cole. Um, and that's basically all I wanted to say about that. Um, he throws very fast. Um, I said really and very at the same time. Very. He throws very fast. <laughs> um, and he's amazing. And I'm very excited. And I w- hope we won the World Series this year. And I'm very happy that we're the favorites again. And um, I feel like, you know, we're back on top. You know, that day when we signed him was a very happy day for me. As um, it should be. Um, and speaking of Garrett Cole, yes, kind of a transition from Garrett Cole the to perfect the perfect transition. He used to pitch for a team called the Astros, and Asterix, the Astros, the Astros, the Trash Astros. Um, <laughs> you see that Sports Illustrated um cover? Yeah, and they the changed parody it. one yeah, where yeah, they yeah. got trash can and like a video camera. Or yeah, something. yeah. So basically, the Astros um cheated their butts off. Um, excuse my language. And I'm very mad about this because um, it happened mostly in 2017. But yeah. well, most that we can that we can really verify in 2017 when the Yankee uh, when the Yankees lost the Astros in seven games in the ALCS. Indians lost to the Astros in 2017. I know we're both very mad. Yeah. But the thing is, the Yankee in the Yankee series, um, it went to seven, 
And um, the Yankees won every game at Yankee Stadium. And the Astros won every game um, in Houston when they had the cameras and the banging and all of that. Um, and this year, we were concerned about something, too, in the 2019 playoffs. And the Astros laughed it off like nothing was going on. Like, at oh, the there's time, some weird whistling. were you cognizant of it? I wasn't overthinking it. I'm like, oh, man, like they better not be or whatever. And like you also saw like the weird buzzers falling off them against the Nats. That was one of the craziest moments. Chirinos, is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah, yeah. So, I'll never forget, like, Jan Gomes, like, his face is like, huh? What's that? Hey, what's that? Also, the Nats, from what I heard from someone, not like my own personal source, no, I heard like your on, sources. No, I heard like on the internet somewhere, yeah. like on Twitter, um, that Cora reached out to Davey Martinez yeah. and kind of warned him about what the Astros kind of did. And so they kind of switched up their signals, which is why the. Nats actually won all of their games in Houston. They flipped it. So they kind of like... So the Cora kind of like gave him a little bit of insider info. Like they do some shady stuff. Fascinating by Cora to do that. I know. But, you know, yeah. I think I think Cora and Davey were friends for like a while. Um, I think the craziest thing was... Daniel, let me paint a picture, okay? Please do. Um... You are facing one of the greatest closers of all time, okay? Mm-hmm. On one of the greatest franchises of all time. You're talking about Mariano Rivera? No. No? Um, this guy greatest is not greatest. there. It's not, it's not one of the greatest. It's not the greatest. The greatest um, franchise. Okay. Yes. Um, and you are up, and you hit a home run to send your team into the World Series. Oh, I see what you're talking about. You're talking about a Rolls Chapman versus yes. Jose Altuve. Yes. Picture painted. Yes. Um, what would your reaction be? Woohoo! Yes, I did it. I hit a baseball. It's really hard to hit a baseball. It's very hard to hit a baseball. Um, I hit 700 my senior year in high school. Whatever. Um, I, yeah. um anyway. But you told me you hit 500. 700. 700? I'm less humble than I was back. Oh, that's pretty good, yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't face great competition. Yeah, no, no, and that's hard, though. Yeah, neither do we. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, but... For your mind to be so focused on don't rip my shirt off. Yeah. After you had the greatest, should be the greatest euphoric moment of your life. Besides winning the World Series. I could argue that that's a greater moment. Hitting a, a personal moment. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. A, a, that's, that, that's, that's not, as good that's as not when guys. you should be composed. No. And that's, that. if I'm, I don't, it's TMI. I think it's better than my shirt stays on. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. when I'm playing sports. Yeah. But rip it off me, dude. I mean, I'll t- yeah, yeah. Like, like, that is as euphoric as it should be. And for him to be so focused on don't rip off my shirt, one of the shadiest things of all time. Yeah, that's pretty shady. Also, someone was like, oh, brought up, like, I saw someone like trying to bring up, like, oh, this is proof. Like, Correo had a shirt be ripped off at one point, took his shirt off. But he had an undershirt on. So, like, what's that tell you? Like, it was on the skin. One of my friends. Yeah. I don't remember who. Sorry. If you're listening. Shout out to Alan's friend. Friend. Friend Friend. one. He went and did research to see, you know, what what was Jose Altuve's excuse? He said, I don't. Oh, yeah. I saw this also. My wife doesn't want me, like, to be on, like. In public shirtless or whatever. Okay. She got mad at me last time. Have you ever looked at his Instagram? I have because I, I saw like screenshots of it. Yeah. All shirtless pictures. Shirtless. Yeah. I mean, 
he's he's pretty jacked. Uh, he's not gonna like, he's a pretty he's pretty strong. One hundred percent. Yeah, like if you got it, if you got to flaunt it, but, um, but, yeah, it's shady stuff. I'm not happy about it. Also, like it kind of like now breaks down like the Chapman face. You know the Chapman face yeah. after where he's like kind of like smiling like confused. Like how do you? I mean, no offense to Chapman. Like I could have I I saw um. I saw that slider coming. I didn't. Because um, if you watch enough Chapman, you know that when he stops locating his fastball, he's going to try to throw a get-me-over slider. Okay. It's and, all 50-50. Like, Altuve could have seen that coming. He could have. He could have. Or he, or he knew. Precisely. Um, yeah, I'm very upset about it. It's kind of ridiculous. It's also like, like the response around the league has been very, very upset. Like players. Because they know a lot of guys who had to face the Astros that year or other years who were like rookies and then got rocked and then got sent down. And that was For it. Sure. And that was it. These guys, it, it was fears that, is that he pronounced last Fi- name? I think Byers. Byers. He was saying that there are guys that live on their parents' couches because they don't get paid anything in AAA and then they come up and think they suck. There are people giving up on their dreams because of their one appearance against right? the Astros. Yeah. And uh, people are calling this Fires Fest, actually. Oh, I love that. Actually, yeah. Love that. Um, a couple things. I'm unbelievably passionate about this. Me too. Um, I read Manfred's nine-page report. You read the whole thing? whole thing. Um, I read the excerpts. Okay. I'm, I'm into this. A um, couple of things. Well, I do not think they came down hard enough. I yeah. am, I do not think even close. You First think players? Of all, huh? You think players? Yes! But the thing is... but the, the Community. You want to explain? The, um, the MLB Players Association... People were upset about the players thing, but in like Dwayne they should Clark? Be. I'm not sure. Is he the president? I don't know. I'll check it out. Um, so basically what happened Clark? It's Tony Clark. I think it's Tony Clark, yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's Tony Clark. Um basically the MOB Player Association reached an agreement with the MOB in in terms of this investigation, saying that players would talk to them in exchange for immunity from suspension or from punishment for any acti- any actions within the Cheating ring. For sure. Um, so that's why Beltron didn't get officially punished for his role, even though he was the head of it. Um, and now he got fired as manager of the Mets. Um, but Cora did get punished. What, did Cora get punished? Not yet. Cora's going to get really the, they They got rid of him. The, they, Red, they, Sox they, the Red Sox fired him, him but he's still going to get punished a lot. Mutually agreed to part ways, was it? He got fired. Okay. Um, and so did Hinch mutually agreed, yeah. Yeah. And Lunau. Um, I think... Um, yeah, this is really it's really bad, and I think. I, I I definitely think it should be, a bigger punishment. I think the the problem is like there are rules in place, like they can't do any more financial punishment. Yeah, it's it's kind of unfair to do. It's unfair to um. I guess potential draftees. Like I don't know if you take away too many draft picks, like you're kind of like, gutting them completely from like young guys, but I I don't know. I feel like you can. There's a lot of. I think player suspension would be the way to go. The only way people would feel more satisfied. Why can't why can't you interview ten players that aren't the stars? Why can't you interview all the guys and say we'll give you immunity, and and not because the player association is powerful and you can't you don't want a player strike over. I mean I don't think other players would strike about this. No. But I think the MLBPA has a lot of influence. Yeah. And um, it's always been the most powerful. um, You're doing yeah. The NBA L- is pretty powerful. It's a, MLB's always been more powerful. Right, but the NBA though. is getting there. Right, for sure. Um, Which makes sense, because that's a player-driven league. Right. Um, but I think, like, you know, it's very tough to grant immunity to some and not to others. 
not when you're dealing with just the players or their agents, but when you're dealing with the Players Association. I thought um that it's kind of politics on that sense where mm-hmm. they punish them as much as they possibly could have without, you know, getting the Players Association. Involved. I I as a fan, I want to know, and I would almost say need to know. Um, was Bregman, yeah, Correa, Altuve, Art Verlander, even are my ambassadors of my sport, um, behind this. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know how much Verlander okay. as a pitcher. I know, I know, but I'm saying Garrett Cole is innocent. Garrett Cole is innocent. I repeat, Garrett Cole is innocent. He's a pitcher. Okay, who doesn't hit? <laughs> um, a couple more things. One, I thought um Jim Crane, yeah. Crane, owner of the Astros, handled it beautifully. I watched. He came, he came off really nicely. I, I watched the whole press conference. Which I'm not totally go with because things get all the way to the top. I would assume. In some capacity. I don't think so. Damn. I don't know, but... It, I don't know. It's, it's baseball. It's, it's not baseball. basketball. It's not Mark Cuban. Why? What's the difference? Like, in this baseball, is a, it's, there's so many levels. I would, go, I, I would go as far as to say this is the most egregious form of cheating since 1919. Black Sox. Black Sox. Daniel, that leads into my question. Steroids or sign stealing? It's what's not, worse? I think sign stealing is worse. I think it is not even close. It's not even close. I mean, I think... Definitely, you shouldn't put stuff in your body that gives you an unfair advantage. But I think at least, like, both, both there are similarities in that both are enhancing your ability to hit. To perform. To perform. In a way that builds on your previous skill, on your, on your natural ability, but then takes it to another level. But one of them is, so one, MLB pitchers have come out and said, I would much rather face a steroid. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. He doesn't know what's coming. He still has to make contact yeah. with the ball. It just help. This help like steroids help, and a lot of guys used it for recovery. Some guys used it to like really juice up, but still, when they did that, like the hardest Barry Bonds wasn't Barry Bonds because of the steroids. It helped him like hit more bombs. Bombs like absolute moonshots. Right, but and his head get like yeah. really big. <laughs> um, which is not yeah. okay. I'm not saying it's okay. Yeah, no, but not, it's a totally different like. It's a totally different way of gaming the system. Put any MLB player at bat. If you tell them a slider's coming, their ability to hit it will go up exponentially. Yeah, and, how, and same yeah. thing with the fastball. And this year, who, 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 um, which team set the record for best home record in MLB history? Houston Astros. The Houston Astros. This year. So, like, that says something like, like they, they play really well at home. I'm not like it's possible to be. Like, they're a really talented team. I really talented. I agree, and that's what makes it almost worse. In that, like they were good enough talent wise, or so I think, to win the World Series. Unless they've been benefiting off this for a really long time. Like, I looked at Jose Altuve's stats. He's always been great. Well, Jose Altuve could rake. Right from popped out of the womb, he could rake. Right. Not to get too probably, graphic. Probably in the womb. In the womb, he was practicing, he was playing the show. Yeah. Um. But like you know, he like he like three seventy eight in the minors or something. So like crazy. But the point is like, that's what makes it almost worse. Like these guys, not only like they didn't need it, you know, it helped. Maybe they don't win without it. I would say they probably don't, considering how close the Yankees series was, um, and the Dodgers series for that matter was pretty close too. Um, I I think like you don't you don't need it. It's so disrespectful to the game so of baseball. It's, it's nasty. Yes, Alan. Great. I called on. He was raising his hand. I called on. Very nicely. Yeah. Um, Point. Rob, 
Manfred. Is it, you're saying call me Rob Manfred? No, I'm calling. I'm, oh, you're saying call, I'm talking to Rob. Sir Manfred. I know he he's an avid listener. Yes, of course. Let's take this as a fan. A part twenty eight percent of me is ecstatic about this. Twenty eight percent. We have a storyline in baseball. We have an actual storyline with a little bit of drama. Let's run with this. Let's let's put the Astros first game on. So we, if Jose Altuve gets plunked first pitch, we see it. Let's let's roll with this. Let's get if if the Astros come back and, and are amazing. Let's let's pump it up. Let's go. Baseball is cool. Be happy about that. I mean, what? They, they, here's the thing: they probably will be. They're really good. I know, but I'm saying baseball. You got attention. Let's grasp it. Let's yeah. run with it. Give me something to get excited about. And also, like, I never liked when Manfred said the thing about Trout, where he's like, Trout doesn't do enough for the game. Like, no, Trout's... He can do whatever the he heck do he, he wants. wants. He's the one of the best players of all time, yeah. already. Um, so, like, this is something that, like, you actually can exploit as something that, like, you can really bring attention to the league. Obviously not what you want. Um, you want, you know, focus on the, the product. And I don't think, like, I think... Back to like our we had previous discussions about like the entertainment value of baseball mm-hmm. and the market value of baseball. I think it's really really high. I think the whole let the kids play type of thing is really fun. Millions and millions of people still love baseball. Yeah, I think I think one of the problems over the past few years has been this feeling in the baseball community that people don't love baseball and that they shouldn't and that we need to do something different. That we need to take it, like we need to add things and like make it faster, or whatever. Instead of XFL, just like, it. yeah, we don't need an XFL. We don't need a um, what was it? Uh, MLB Slugfest. You ever play yeah. that game? Yeah. Never played that game. Mm-hmm. Are you? I played MLB MVP baseball. MVP baseball, yeah, of course. Into MLB the show. Okay, MLB Slugfest was like a weird cousin of those. Nah, I'm. Or like curious. you play the game, you like get the second, you punch out the second baseman. <laughs> uh, it's like you know NFL Blitz. Have you ever played NFL Blitz? Mm-hmm. No, you haven't. I'm a purist, man. You play Madden. Okay, I played NFL Blitz on the okay. PS2. Sounds like you have more fun than me. I don't know. It was a lot. Of, I I lost once in my life. Um, shout out to Jonah. I don't really. He's listening. That. I did. I I didn't play that many times. I played like fifty times. I was like forty nine and one. Whatever. No big Daniel was keeping stats. I was. Um, and basically in that game, like you get a sack and then like you just take out all the linemen, just like <laughs> punch them. It was crazy. I'm not a violent person, but it was fun. It was okay. very cartoon, so don't don't worry, mom. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? Oh yeah, you don't need to slugfest the MLB. You don't need to like. I like for me. I'm a pure. Like, I am a purist. I'm a traditionalist. I like this. Like when I turn on the MLB Network, I like just like, like soaking in it. It's like I like I see the green grass. And I'm like yeah. yes, yeah. this is it. Um, I don't think we need to like make it like a week of like intense like. What, but guys have their own personalities. They always will. But we don't need to make it like the WWE where it's like grudge match or whatever. Like, or like more like you know the NBA is now where it's very individualistic. Let it be what it is. 100%. Um, Dan, you got class in a few minutes. I so do. Let's keep on rolling. So let's keep rolling. Let's do some Super Bowl talk. Yeah. Um, can I do the introduction for the Super Bowl talk? Yeah, Brayden. Take me home. Pat Mahomes. Nice. Like, you see this? this? To yeah. the place, Kansas City, to Miami. Nice. Take Pipes. me home, Pat Mahomes. If you want that to be your ringtone, just Th- let me know. Thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, five hundred. Thousand dollars. Five five uh, seven fifty. I think it's thousand hundred. I'm buying it. So okay, <laughs> I want to bargain this down. Um, 
So let's get right into it. Um, are the Browns going to win the Super Bowl? Um, not this year. Probably not next year. But, do, but, but they have Raheem Mostert, who they used to have. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Um, so basically, if the Niners win... No, the Chiefs have Austin Ryder, former Browns O-lineman, Cameron Irving on the bench. Um, don't get me wrong. It's almost as if like players and coaches sometimes go from team to team. Really? So like the Giants it's win the Super Bowl. Just if the Green Giants Green. win the Super Bowl next year, like and they have Freddie Kitchens. Zyler. Tight ends coach. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean the Giants are going to like, win the Super Bowl? Like the Browns won the Super Bowl? Well. Yeah? Yeah. I'm Freddie Kitchens. That's how Freddie Kitchens sounds like? Yeah, that's how I have no Fre- idea what Freddie Kitchens sounds like. I don't think I listen like. to well, any... Well, what y'all need to understand is... Uh, how, how's my southern accent? I don't know. I feel like it's offensive. Why? I mean, it's great. I mean, for all our... We're, we're in Maryland, why so we're... Why would that be offensive? I'm a southerner, so I'm very offended. As a Marylander. Okay. Below the Mason-Dixon, which we don't really bring out much. <laughs> um, yeah, back to the Super Bowl. Yes. So, everyone's going to be focused on Jimmy G... Who threw six passes last week against Pat Mahomes? I think the who real cares? I think the real thing um, is the Niners are just gonna try to pound the run game. George Kittle, run it again. Right, to so just keep running over and over again. Raheem Mostert, the monster. Must start Mostert. Yeah, exactly. That's a fantasy tip. You know how whacked out my Browns knowledge is. I'm like Brand. I'm watching a game with my dad, playoff game. I'm like, Daddy, you know Mostert was on the Browns. He's like, No, he wasn't. He was. Like he was. I'm like three games. Google yeah. it. Yeah. It's like special teams. I'm like, Yeah, I told you. <laughs> and crazy. I do this with all my friends. You know Willie Sneed used to be on the Browns. I think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Preseason. I'm when Josh Cripps was on the Browns. Ah, uh, very well. Yeah, that that one, but that's more mainstream. Josh Cribbs was the dude. Devin Hester, Josh Cribbs. Speaking of Josh Cribbs, did you see The Bachelor this week? Josh Cribbs is on The Bachelor? I think so. What? So, that um, Chris Harrison, the host of the show, is like to all the beautiful ladies. Um, we are going to the city with amazing culture. Um, uh, the, the, cap- the rock and roll capital of the world. Cleveland, Ohio. And I was like, uh, Everyone's like, uh, No, Cleveland's great. Cleveland's great. Cleveland's great. Yeah. Beach, the suburbs are exceptional. Cleveland's fine. Yeah. Um, Never been but there. everyone's like, like, Cleveland. Like, this is the same show that takes you to the Caribbean, to Paris. Yeah, like, what's the deal? Like, Josh Cribbs better be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were ecstatic about it. Yeah. Um, and they took him to a football field. Yes. And they had, to try to tackle, they had to try to tackle Josh Cribbs in the open field. No, they were at Brown Stadium. They did. Oh, they did? Yeah. They played tackle football. Seriously? Yep. Oh. That must have gone well. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how that went. Yeah, he wouldn't know. No. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah. Wait, so when did Josh Cribbs get into it? I think he was like the guy that introduced the game. <laughs> it's so great how Josh Cribbs is. Is he an announcer? I love his voice. Is he a broadcaster so now? Um, he, he was a Browns assistant special teams coach a little bit. I'll give him the head gig. Come on. Yeah. And, and he does, um, I think he does a little new stuff. I don't know. He's, he's figuring it out. He's a good guy. Yeah, for the listeners at home, Josh Cribbs is not on our on our document prepare our outline. That just came straight from straight from the brain. The maybe, old noggin. Maybe he'll be on every document from now on. I think Josh Cribbs has to come up every podcast. I agree. I we almost Josh had Cribbs. him on. I don't know if you knew that. Seriously? Or he almost came to my fantasy football draft. I forget. Oh, I think it's probably the, I think I think it's the second one. I don't think we we we've had some close calls with other guys. Yeah. Josh Cribbs I would remember. He was yeah. he was the dude. I gotta reach out to uh, that huge dude. Yeah, so, so we'll get in the future. Second Browns player we could have. No, third. Ataba Rubin, Devin Kajust. <laughs> it's actually nuts. It's actually not. Yeah, yeah. 
We're so cool. Kajust is loose. Um, and then we could have Josh Cribbs. Yeah. So if, if anyone knows Josh Cribbs, tell him to hit us up. For sure. Um, what are your picks? My picks, uh, Chiefs 31, Niners 24, Pat Mahomes too strong. Pay comes down. Come, exactly. Pat Mahomes. Harmonize Daniel. To the place. Crush that. One more. Nah, nah. Avalon. West Virginia. Kansas City. Kansas Miami. City to Miami. Okay. Okay, but can I just explain why? I think no. Pat Mahomes gets yes. in the fourth and wins it. Great. Comes down to the wire. Niners run for like 200 yards, but but key stop by the by the Chiefs. I'm doing the um, expert analysis thing, analyst thing where they're like, here's what's going to happen. And, and they did Definitely. <laughs> it's so specific. Not even close. Like, they're like, it's going to come down to the wire. It's like 52 to 4. <laughs> 7. Whatever. So this is my non-expert analysis. Yeah. Chiefs 49ers 18. That's probably going to happen. Is that a scoregami? You know scoregami? Mm-hmm. Or is it a new... A, this guy on Twitter tracks every time there's a new, a new score in NFL history. How do you get to 18? You get... Okay. Touchdown, two-point conversion, touchdown, extra point, field goal. Or six field goals. I don't think you're right. I am right. Eight plus seven plus three. It's 18. Yeah, that's 18. Okay. Um, okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I'm going to save something for off the record. Okay. Um, um, Enjoy that one, listeners. For sure. Um, honestly, I could see it going either way. Uh, Daniel That's pressured me to make too. a decision. Be, I didn't pressure you. Okay. Uh, I love Kyle Shanahan. If Niners win, I think it's because of him. And if Chiefs win, I think it's because of Pat Mahomes. It's going to be 24 nothing Niners, and the Chiefs are going to score 31 on the answer. 28-3 Niners. And then, and then it nope. ends up being 40-18. Nope. 28-3. to 18. <laughs> That's the game? No That's comeback? No. Okay. And this is my... Um, most exciting. This is going to be everyone's favorite hot take ever. Second disclaimer of the show. Yeah. Um, please do not use this hot take, this stock tip edition hot take. Please consult a professional. This is just content. This is content. Barstool Sports yes. recently sold 36% of their business. To Penn National Gaming at a valuation of $450 million. And what is Penn National Gaming? Penn National Gaming is a casino gambling company Mm -hmm. um, with... Quick disclaimer. We do not encourage gambling. Please make sure you are above the age of 21 and can legally gamble before entering a casino. Um... Personally, I don't love casinos. They're kind of shady to me. But if 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 you're into that sort of thing, great. Um, And just, you know, be careful with your money. And this Back. is serious stuff. Like, should we give a shout out to the National g- gambling, gambling Hotline? Problem Gaming Hotline? Yeah, why not? 1 800 522 4700. That's 1 800. And it's actually literally not a joking matter. Not a joke. Like, like, people do this, get addicted to this. This is something that can slide under the radar, too. Yeah. You know? Um, so, just wanted to um, point that out. But, um, why do I love this move? For Bar- who? For Penn or for everyone? For everyone. Barstool Sports has a. Sometimes I am an investor where if the fundamentals are fine, I look at the pulse of the people mm-hmm. and be like, okay, Barstool Sp- Sports has the pulse of the next generation. Yeah. They're going to be opening a. Um, they're going to be creating their own gambling app like FanDuel Sportsbook. I think they already did. I, but they're, they're, I think they're, they're rebranding yeah. it or I don't well, know. Now they have much more. 
For sure. You know, stuff, yeah. They're opening bars, excuse me, barstool sports bars. They're opening one bite pizza shops. Watch out, this thing's exploding. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know. And with a three and a half billion dollar valuation of Penn National Gaming. Right. And they're eventually going to own 50% of Barstool Sports. Oh, it's going up? Oh, yeah. Right. At, at 435, which is 168.5, maybe? Per year or whatever? Is that what it no, is? that's or half of four. No, it's oh. too too loud, too something. Whatever. Basically, I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Reach out to me directly. Yeah. Um, and I'll explain more. Daniel, we are out. We hopefully, are out. we'll be back next week at this hopefully time. Next week, this time, we'll be hopefully dropping this. Hopefully, this will be entering the feed around Thursday night for yeah. you. Which you know, whenever it's there, you'll know. Um, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, or whatever. Um, and yeah, just uh, hopefully everyone enjoys the Super Bowl and. Yeah, we're out. To the place I belong. We are back. We are back. Alan, feels good to be back. Daniel, it's been a while. it feels great. And it was about time. It's about time. Wait, wait, two months or something? Over two months? It's been a while. Has anything, has anything happened? In these past two months, no. Things are pretty, Actually, no. Literally nothing's happened. Li- um, <laughs> nothing ev- in sports, really. Everything but nothing has happened. Exactly. As you guys can tell, Daniel and I are not together. We are not the same place. following um, the <laughs> rules of social distancing. We are more than six feet apart from each other. I am in Maryland. Alan is in Ohio. I'm in Ohio. Which I don't know how good your geography is. We're not judging. Stay in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more than six feet. Just a little. Um, yeah. And overall, Daniel, how's how's your lockdown COVID-19 experience been? Uh, it's going okay. I'm spending time with family. I was playing a lot of Super Smash Bros. with my brother. Um, he's eight. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. I beat him. <laughs> and I don't know, just, just kind of chilling, doing online school, which is annoying, but I guess it kind of keeps things feeling more normal, which is, you know, half the battle, I guess. Think, things, I were, things for me were actually better when school started again. Yeah. Not, it, but, as like a, not, like it's, it's something to do. Like I, you wake up feeling like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do that instead of like, you know, what the hell is going on? For sure, for sure. Um, and and like for me, even though I'm not going to class, like I still have to do my homework. You know, right? That's but like stay in kids. yeah. My I don't know. Normally, like. I make jokes about like mom, dad, like I'm going to class, not going to class, but like now I'm home and they're probably going to watch this. Yeah. And so there's a lot of tension about me not going to class. Right. Um, so now, now, now like at the dinner table, it's like, Alan, how was your day at school or, or not? Yeah. But I'm doing my work and yeah. I'm trying to get all my P's, maybe a couple A's in pass yeah. fail. Um, 
and we're chilling. We're chilling. But I, I want to um, talk about the exciting things. And, and again, first, we always like to do this when there's tough things going on. Um, thoughts and prayers with everyone affected by the coronavirus, both um, people that have either lost loved ones, have been sick, have dealt with some psychological um, issues from this, because this is tough times, unprecedented times, as we say in the uh, Sokolov house. And that's the most important thing. But we're here now trying to take everyone's mind off of it a little bit and try to talk about what's happening in sports in the world. So, Daniel. Yeah. Big news. Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race. Right. And I have a few. I have a lot of thoughts on this. You know, for one thing, who's Bernie Sanders? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> kidding. I know who Bernie Sanders is. What? Barely. You know, I know who Bernie Sanders is. Mom, dad. I keep up with the world a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was surprising, but also not that surprising. And I think that ends my my my, uh, my your, thoughts. Your political what about you? takes. Um, I have a lot to say about it. Um, this isn't a political podcast though. So I don't know why you, I don't know, I don't know why you brought it up, Daniel. Yeah, that's my bad. You always do this stuff. You always do this stuff. And so you guys know at home, uh, Daniel and I coordinated on purpose. We're both wearing red Under Armour gear with the red Under Armour sign. That is true. Can we kick off with this for me? What? Can we kick off with this for me from regard yeah. to sports? Um, Sabrina Ionescu has yes. a big decision coming up. Which shoe company is she going to sign with? Under Armour or Nike? Nike, as we all know, is the um, Oregon sponsor. So she's been wearing Nike her whole collegiate career to this point. But she has a very close relationship with Stephen Curry of Under Armour. Daniel, we're starting off with the hot take early. How do you feel? Um, I think she goes Under Armour, changes direction. And I think this actually becomes like a turning point for women's basketball where you finally have, there's been really amazing women's basketball players, but I think Sabrina can kind of be the first face of women's basketball. I agree. Where it takes it from, you know, really talented players to, you know, more of iconic type players who can really like, instead of player, um, young boy, young girls, and maybe even some boys, can can be like I want to wear the Sabrina instead of saying oh I want to get Steph in girl sizes or or in like a you know like there was that story a few years ago with yeah, Steph of course like, you know from, maybe that was like one right so I think you're gonna see more and more top top women's players making their own shoes and that can kind of be not just you know a money maker for them but also a a, a culturally culture altering move on their part on her part right. I, I couldn't agree more in myself having a lot at stake with the WNBA this season, upcoming season and summer. Um, for those that don't remember, I'm supposed to be going to um, Atlanta working for the WNBA team there, the Atlanta Dream, which I'm hoping does happen. Um, and I think one exciting thing for me is I think the league is really focused on making the WNBA season happen because there is such a marketable star in Sabrina Ionescu. Um, Right. And I think that really helps my chances and the league's chances of getting some type of season in. Or maybe like having a little bit later in the year, 
maybe having some flexibility with that. For sure, because because the the ironic thing is is that the WNBA season goes on in the summer, right? NBA right. NBA does not. That the WNBA can really push off the start of their season till even October. I know that they're not going to want the NBA and WNBA overlapping necessarily, but right. it it there's so much time that they can fit a season in. Also, it's a shorter season. For sure, it's 36 games this year. So, yeah, so you'd be able to... There is there's there is much more flexibility and leeway for the league. For sure. And, and Daniel, thank you for asking me. Um, yeah. My predictions for the top five picks in the WNBA draft. Brand. Um, but I've been watching a little film, not enough. Um, I'm going with Sabrina Ionescu, number one. That's Um. Sato Sabelli. Number also from two. Oregon. Oregon. I keep up. I keep up. Okay. Number three. I think it should be Kennedy Carter. Um from Texas AM. Prolific scoring guard. And in my opinion, the um Kennedy just flashes, man. And I don't think you see that with many other players projected in the top 10. I think it will be Lauren Cox at three. Um, my inside, Baylor. Um, Baylor. Yeah, Excellent. I know. I got it. Um, but my inside sources, which I actually do have, um, not Atlanta Dream related. Don't worry. I would never do them like that. Um, no. But I might have those too. Um, number three, <laughs> looking like Lauren Cox for Kennedy Carter. And I'll go five Megan Walker of UConn. UConn. Um, so no, wait, keep going. Just name players, and I'll see if I can know that I know the school. Um, and I'll do that for men's players. Kia Gillespie. Uh, oh wait, I think I do. Know. Is this? Oh, I for, I forgot even. Okay, fine. That doesn't count then. Okay, sorry. Good call. Kayla uh, Charles. Okay, Maryland. Great. Um. I know so many. Give me uh, Crystal Dangerfield. Oh, that's UConn. Yes, um, I love her game, and I think she'll be really great. She's a shooter, right? No, yeah. she's the guard. She's a point guard. Point guard. Point guard. Yeah, a little undersized, but really runs a great offensive system. Um, so, um, I literally spent so much time watching in. Um, give me eight more seconds. What are some good teams? Yeah. Notre Dame? No, they weren't good this year. Oh, no. Baylor has, um, what was her name? I just watched her. She was dope. Whatever. Uh, my WNBA knowledge is getting there. It's not there yet, though. And that's okay. Right, Daniel? Yeah. It is definitely okay. That is okay. That, a, wasn't that, didn't that used to be our uh, our slogan? But that's okay. It still is. Yeah. yeah. Used to be our, like, our every, now it's stay in school. And that's okay if you don't, I guess. Hundred percent. You go back and forth. Um, yeah. I I know most well, of our on. listeners want right. to hear about um, the WNBA for the rest of the pod. Um, yeah. But we still like to keep things balanced, so I want to talk a little bit baseball. Let's do it. Um, do you want to talk about the current proposal? Um that's kind of leaking out about what the MLB is thinking of doing. Mm-hmm. So, ba- I mean, from what I've understood about it, it's kind of like a biodome idea 
not actual dome, but, you know, just taking all of Major League Baseball and putting it in Arizona, essentially. They have the spring training facilities there. They have Chase Field, home of the Diamondbacks. Um, basically just creating like a closed baseball environment so you can have the season while also keeping as many people safe as possible. Um, I think it was it was met with some optimism, but also a lot of uh, a lot of criticism Pessimism. for you know, player safety issues. Also, the just the how realistic it is, and like whether we should be worried about that at all at this point, you know. But the reality is, like sports are very important to the psyche of Americans. At the same time, you need to consider like how realistic really is it, and is it safe for the players? For sure, and and you you just touched on um, the importance of sports to psyche of citizens of our country and i think a great example of that i was originally like how's the nfl doing free agency now that was so good for me and i think the whole world of sports like right that gave us something to talk about like tom brady to the buccaneers like that's big time Tampa Bay. To talk about that. that's like the, that's the whole world like people talk about how like there's a there's a glitch in the simulation right yeah, now yeah 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 it's like it's like yeah, like, like all, a lot of bad things have been happening, but then like Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers, like that's not that's gonna be so weird to see if like you know hopefully the, I still have some I still have faith that like football will be able to start on time. That's very far down the line at this point, you know maybe that's naive, but I'm gonna hold out hope until until I can't, you know. For sure. Um, at this point, like I'm I'm just like meeting him and like wearing. Buccaneers like that's Jameis Winston like that's like that's not a Tom Brady that's like, 30 for 30 win. that's 30 touchdowns 30 interceptions not yeah Tom Brady's 30 for 30 yeah I don't I it I don't totally get the move like money chance to prove yourself like without outside of Belichick I guess I don't know it's very weird um what do you like better um which which awful pun um what is it Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, or um, Tampa Brady. I think those are the two ones, right? Okay, I think Tampa Bay is worse, but in that way, I think it's better. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's, it's so much. It's so awful. I think Tampa we should Bay. spend the rest of the time. So bad. Group. Yeah. But in that way, it's better. Like Tampa Brady is like it sounds like Tampa. It doesn't make it doesn't make me like want to throw up. But it also, because of that, it's not as good of a pun. For sure. And, and I think in my eyes, it's quite, it makes so much sense to me why. I think Brady and Belichick are both excited about this um, opportunity. Yeah, they're competitors. They want to challenge themselves. It just doesn't, like, I get the motives. It just doesn't make, it doesn't compute in my brain. It doesn't I make sense that. to me. Also, like, it makes sense logically, but I'm still not. In my head, it doesn't compute. Does that make sense? Belichick was a great coach before Brady came around. Yeah, with the Giants. People forget that. And? The Browns. The Browns. You know, almost the, didn't the Jets almost sign him? Yes. Was not Bill thing, yeah. Parcells thing. Right. That was crazy. I think Josh McDaniels really, really looks up to Belichick. Like in McDan in, in regards to Indianapolis going and spurring them and all that, like McDaniel's like thinks that this is a necessary step in his career, right? It doesn't work like that, Joshy boy. 
Yeah. Uh, also, you had the DeAndre Hopkins trade, which is very big. Oh, wow. It just, it, for David Johnson, who I think will bounce, be able to bounce back. I think in he's a pretty offense that had, you know, a more established quarterback. No, nothing against Kyler Murray. Just like you know, be able to take some attention off of him. You know, if he get if he can get healthy, that can be, you know, a potent combination. It's something that they they were kind of inconsistent in the run game. David Johnson, though Daniel, last year looked so slow, and he was hurt. I I, he, I think he still never got over it. If he if he's able to get in a situation that's more open for him, and also be able to get healthier, you know. Who knows? But at the same time, running backs have a shelf life. For sure. So, um, I, don't I, I, I still don't think it was a good move. I think it could be good for him at least. I don't know if it's necessarily good for the Texans. And then and then the Texans went out and got um, Brandon Cooks. Cooks, yeah. Bill O'Brien's a fascinating GM coach. Yeah, I don't understand exactly what the... If I guess I, like they really felt like they needed help with the run game and like could... Like DeAndre Hopkins is a major upgrade over Brandon Cooks by almost any metric or evaluation. So I don't really know. Um, what do you think about the the Patriots possibly going into the seed season with Stidham? Garrett Stidham. Stidham as their yeah. quarterback. I think if they do that, then they know something about him that we don't, and he's going to dominate. I, <laughs> I don't think- know. I, I the you have to trust the Patriots until they give you like a good amount of reason not to trust them. And they haven't done that in like 20 years. Right. So, or more. So like, I trust their decision-making. They've been right about a lot of guys. You know, they were right about Garoppolo, even though they, even though they traded him, like they still loved him. Right. And he was a guy who was picked pretty low, not picked pretty well, but he was Relative. like evaluated what was he a well. second round pick? He didn't go to a big school. Was he a second what? round pick, Garoppolo? I think he was third. No, he was second round. Um, also, while you're looking that up, got to mention Brian Hoyer's the backup. I, I'm i excited to see Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer up. could win seven yeah. games for the Pats, maybe even eight and eight. Round two, pick 62. So, like, the end, the tail end of round two. Yeah, basically a third round pick. Right. What what are you what are your thoughts about the uh, draft coming up? Do you have you been following it a little bit? A little bit, you know. I'm following the mostly following the recruiting and transfer market for college basketball. Okay, why don't we talk about that a little bit? We talk about that, but first we're going to talk about the draft a little bit because my Giants are picking fourth. They got, uh, you know, I, I I think we should probably go defense. They've got some holes, Daniel. Go Isaiah Simmons. Maybe. I think I think Isaiah Simmons is. Sick. I really like Isaiah Simmons. Also, maybe um, Okudo mm-hmm. from Ohio State. I think both. Or we go with stars. one of the two big linemen whose names escape me. Mm-hmm. I forgot the names. Yeah, Robinson or something from Georgia. Is it- Andrew? No, no. Tom- Andrew Thomas. 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 Thomas from Georgia. Yeah, yeah. So I think that because like, like those really are probably like you can argue that at that at that point they'll they'll be the best players available. Like they, you can make an argument, and they all fill needs for us. What so, do you, how do you feel about trading back in general? Let's, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's always a risk. Like, it, I think analytics say it's the best move because like the value of players, you know, doesn't like go down that much from a certain pick. 
unless like you know you have like a surefire thing. Like I wouldn't trade back from Chase Young. And I don't think I trade back from Isaiah Simmons either, but like there is maybe merit if you if you're looking for a you know, to get to really fill a need and you want to get like two linemen and they're good linemen in this draft, maybe you trade back and get two. For sure. If you it really depends how you evaluate players. But by the way, Browns have crushed it in free agency. Jack yeah. Jack Conklin, Austin Hooper. They've got some good depth signings with Kevin Johnson, Adrian Claiborne. Um, but those were the two big moves, Hooper and Conklin. And and the Browns are drafting a right tackle in the first round or left tackle um, to have one of the best O-lines in the NFL. Let's think. We got right. Conklin, um, Betonio, Shredder. We have a good right guard. You took our right guard. Yeah. Zeitler. Yeah. Um, and then a first rounder at right tackle. I'm trying to remember who our right guard was. But basically, as as and again, thank you for asking me, Daniel. I would love yeah, no problem. um a when you say that it's like, oh, it's an obvious question and Daniel's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know where you're going. Like, I don't know the Browns O line. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I would want the Browns to actually trade back a little. Get Daniel, why did we let Schobert and Kirksey go? They're actually good. I don't know. Does the idea of a Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney um, as their two Browns defensive ends strike fear into you? Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, Garrett's queer, right? Mm-hmm. I think he is, right? I think so. I think he is. I think he got cleared. So, yeah, that would be very scary. I mean, like, just to have those kinds of athletes on the edges. And Crowney's kind of turned the corner and become more of a consistent pass rusher. I remember coming out of college, I thought like, he was, was that a wreck pun, the pun intended or not intended? Turn the corner. <laughs> not intended, but nice. Thank you. That or Tampa Bay? Mine was better, unintentionally. Okay. Tampa Bay was a better pun, though, because, like... It was worse, yeah. but better. Worse is better. Also, um, who is this COVID-19 outbreak better for from a PR perspective? Miles Garrett or the Houston Astros? Um, hmm, the Astros. Because you're thinking about, like... I was thinking about this because the Astros are... Where like they were like getting nailed right before this kind of started, mm-hmm. the season like spring training was a big deal. Like they were keeping track of every guy who got hit on the Astros. It was in the ESPN ticker, and then all of a sudden, no one cared anymore because you know pandemic, right? Which makes sense. First. But for the Astros, like obviously it's not good, but it does give them a little bit of a break from being called cheaters all the time. It'll yeah. come back whenever baseball comes back. But at the same time, the, yes, I agree. But not like people would talk ex- about it. I don't think they're gonna get get hit because everyone's gonna be so happy to be playing again. And also at the same time, though, there's not gonna be forty thousand fans booing them. Baseball games yeah. will be played in empty stadiums. We've seen it before, right? When have we seen it in the past? It was Baltimore, the Baltimore riots, correct? That was against the. Orioles, White Sox. And the Indians in the 70s, I think it was. Like 200 people at the game. Right. So this, that was zero, though. Yes. Yeah, like, that was that was wild. Yeah. There was only one game. 
So but we'll have to see. It's gonna be it's very it's very strange. It's all lost, very strange. You lost something very important. So that when we were talking about baseball, right? Um and the Arizona idea. Did you see the idea about the fifteen teams going to Arizona and then the other fifteen going to Florida? Kind of like spring training. I didn't see the I didn't see the Florida part. Okay. So that's the current proposal, which I think is kind of brilliant. This is really cool. They would realign. They would get rid of the AL and NL for a year. Realign mm-hmm. divisions. Um, the Indians division would be Indians, White Sox, Dodgers, Angels, because those are okay. the, those are the nearest teams to them in Arizona. Okay. And then the winner of the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League plays in the World Series. I mean, I hear the structure makes sense. It just this this the games it's just kind of hard to like you kind of just see where things go because how do you have players like either you have players like screened when they come in and then like they're just considered like part of the same family but like there's a lot of like risk involved of like a spread of some sort you know for sure you can't you can't social distance from the catcher if you're hitting you can get really creative yeah, we, I mean, at some point it stops being baseball and, like, the whole, like, For you know, sure. I want to see baseball a lot. It's just, at some point, like, it becomes, like, a potentially a risk to the players, and that's not, that's not what something we're going that, for. That's not what we want, obviously. Right. And, it is kind of confusing. Like, no one really knows yeah, what's going I'm, on, I'm so I'm it's hard to, like. Hello. Hi, oh, we have a visitor? Hi, Emo is, Rachel. I'm podcaster. This is going on. We're not editing this out. This is, this is it. We never edit. That is our brand. We don't do any editing, ever. We are raw. This is the time of the pod where you have thrown like crazy auto-tune. <laughs> like we, we never, never edit. edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, that, that sounds hard to do. But what about LeBron's legacy? Oh, you mean like, say you mean if the NBA doesn't can't play this year? Yes. And like this could have been his last chance at a title. No, next year. No, I'm saying like, say, like are you saying like if that? I, like, I, I, every, been... every year's precious for LeBron, right? And he's the number one seed yeah, in the West, and sixteen games left, and um. Yeah, what do you think will happen? Let's crystal ball, Daniel. And don't preface it. Don't preface, I don't know. Da, 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 da. Hot take. I think they end up starting up with the regular season in July. Finish the season. Then playoffs August, September. Finish mid-September. Draft late September. Off-season, so it's like summer league if you want to have it or whatever, or fall week. October, November, start of the season, Christmas Day, 2020. And then they keep it that for good. Either they can keep it that, but also the next year, they just start the season a little later, end in like July or end in like August, and you can still start, you know, end of October. It right, won't be crazy. You know, the NBA wants to start December 25th normally. Like, like, I right, but, that, but, then, but then you kind of go. It's, then the season kind of goes really, really long into the summer, and like players want to. I don't think players would go for that necessarily because 
you know, players want to do things like with their families and their kids. Are you looking at your own? Yeah, it's me. Green? What's up, bro? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Normally when we podcast, I don't see myself. Right. I think what we should do is we should just have like five minutes on just like, what is video chat? Yes. <laughs> And also, we got to mess around with the backgrounds next time. We're better than this, Oh, Daniel. we got to do the way I have one. Ready? I'm scared to see what I have. Wait, how do you do it again? Wait. Oh, I know I do. Boom. Go Terps! Go Terps. <laughs> how cool? do you change it? You have, to, you have to either, there's like one set one, and like you have to use a, get a picture, like saved on your computer. I'll figure out another time. You look great, though. Thanks, you know, go Terps. This is um, this is where I was sitting. I, I think I took I took this picture, um, at the Maryland Michigan State game. From it was a, a couple years ago. This year. Uh huh. So, it was like the game that was college game day, and I had to go late, like an hour early, but still <laughs> late for college game day. So, these were, if you see where I am, these were the only seats. Left like that. Like, this is a student section, but it's way up. Hey, but, but we lost. You were there because yeah, Cassius Winston had a crazy game. I thought uh, Michigan State looked so much better than us. They were so much better than us at like, that I, point. I, I thought they. No, we, we turned it around for the Michigan game. We looked. We 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 kind of went out with before the Michigan game. We kind of looked really bad. Then Cowan put us on his back. Big, we're big yeah, I don't fans know of Anthony Cowan on this. Like shouts to Ant, we're, our guy, friend of the pod, former former guest. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to that episode is from like before his junior season, and before our soft in the early in our sophomore year. If you're keeping track of our sophomore academic season. career in the same season. sense, are you on track you to should. graduate on time? What are you on track to graduate on time? Me? Yeah. I think so, yeah. That's sweet. It's weird. What's what's going on with your internship? Is it still I haven't heard anything yet. Um I hope it's still on. I mean, I kinda have to I'm I'm open to pretty much I'm like I wouldn't be surprised with anything at this point. So like I wouldn't be surprised if it just didn't happen. Or yeah. I don't know. You gotta kinda kinda be flexible in these times. Have you been watching um, Davy Day Trader at all? What? Davy Day Trader. What's that? So no. Dave Portnoy. Day I'm familiar with Dave Portnoy. He's been day trading. Yes. Oh jeez. <laughs> he's only lost like half a million dollars. That's not bad. I mean, he's worth a lot now. So. Um, is he? I think he is right. Is it, I'm about to wreck you on your own podcast. Go ahead. Why is he worth a lot? Isn't he the CEO? No, I'm sorry. The president of Barstool, which was acquired for a lot of money. By who? Doesn't he own? By Penn. How much did, how did Penn compensate him? Was it in stock? What I saw, a far majority in stock. How much is oh, the stock that down? That means that he doesn't have actually that much money. The stock is down 60%. It was down as much as, if I recall correctly. I know it went from like 30 to 35 4. minus since, 6. Since you gave your advice. 29. One sec. New minus old. 35, 6, 29. It went 37, 10, 30, it was, 17 to 
It was down about four or five. Do you want to hear the craziest thing about finance, Daniel? What? If a stock goes from six to 18, what percent has it gone up? It's gone up 200%. How much has it gone down if it went from 18 to six? Went down 66%. No. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what were the numbers? I forgot. Six to 18 would be 200%. Yes. Plus 12. 18 to six would be 66% decrease because you're going, you're losing 12 out of 18. Which is you're right. two-thirds. Isn't that crazy though? It's pretty wild. Do you see what I that's did what they, That's why they say if you take losses, it takes a lot more to get them back. 100%. It's crazy. Um, also, if anyone is looking for financial advice, I kind of want to say reach out to me, but at the same time, I really don't want Alan, to. Alan, not me. Alan. I'm really... My issue is that sometimes I think I'm smarter than the market. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people think that probably. Right. But... You have to just go, you know, you have to just look at... We're really all over the map right now. I love it. Usually it's pretty easy to stick to sports. We can't, though. We talked about Bernie Sanders and gave our hot takes on that. Now we're doing financial uh, advice. Last Daniel, time we did financial advice, you know advice, what my favorite thing to do is? Oh, what? nice. I think we're going to edit a little bit. What do we have to edit? Oh, wait. Did that come up on the screen? Oh, I ain't share screen. If I no. have a, um update come up on my screen that I don't want to share with the public. Um, did that come up in the recording? I didn't see it. I don't know. Excellent. Hey, no, I it's, doubt it. it's all good. Pod's family, you know? Yeah. Have you seen those things where like professors are like sharing their screen and like bad things are on the top? Have you seen those? Zoom bombing? No, not zoom bombing. Like professors have like tabs open that are like not good to be open while they're sharing their screen for like a class. ESPN.com. What? Like ESPN.com. CBS sports, but yeah. John Feinstein? Is that his name? John Feinstein? Is that what you said? John Feinstein? Yeah. Legendary author. Did you read his stuff when you were younger? Like the sports... Oh, you got... Those are like my... Those are my jam when I was younger. I have a book for you that I think you'd love. Yeah. What is it? Let me see. Oh, I almost bought that. Is it really good? It's like Adrian Branch stuff. So for me, I kind of like it. And I have no real connection to... Right. But I feel like you love it. Right. They're actually coming out with... A, KD is making a documentary about like DC, like PG County basketball. Like um, WCAC, like Damatha, Gonzaga, St. John's. In it. What? He asked you to star in it? Yeah. My four nineteen varsity basketball team. Let's go. Did we tell Anthony about your famous story? Which did one? Did we? Did that we... I played against him in eighth grade. Yes. No, we didn't tell him on the. He has to come on so we can talk about it and reminisce about. I think we were too nervous. About the good times at Prep basketball time. camp. Can you tell the Sock and Shaw Pod family? Sure. Um, so when I was younger, I used to go to this camp called Georgetown Prep basketball camp. It was on the campus of Georgetown Prep, which is a beautiful campus. It's like basically a college. Um, and so one week, 
the um the guy who the the coach who ran it was the coach of the team so he invited like at that time there's a famous aau program called dc assault it's no longer a program for various reasons um but at the time anthony cowan was on the team in addition to a um so obviously we know anthony cowan star point guard for maryland but also on that team was um Aiko Adams, who played at Rice for four Rice, years. All-time leading scorer at Rice? All-time leading three-point three point, um, shooter at Rice. That's not um, bad by me. Also, a guy named Reggie Gardner, who bounced around a few programs, I think. Of course. Um, so those guys came to camp and just... Um, well, let's just say I was in the same league as them, and like literally, in the literal sense of like... You were as good as them. I was as the same age as them but in in you know in the age sense but not in the talent sense but i i still my my team didn't really i had like six players so i started and on my team we had um we had echo on our team and my current roommate josh on his team anthony was on his team and we faced in the championship game and my team won hey I had three points. Hey, how much did you go win eight, by? One, three. Wait, like like a minute left. Put the I, I Actually? Did. Yeah, don't worry about it. Do you Bye. think Ant remembers it? I don't think so. You think he's played <laughs> he's a bigger game? That was like my most meaningful basketball game of my life. Hey, well, you, hey, that's how I, like, you know, in terms of the Italian. High school the rivalry, players, you had a big high school rivalry. He, I think he probably remembers like, you know, hitting the game winner against Illinois and like playing against Michigan on senior night. And playing in the tournament more than he remembers in eighth grade. Yeah, but even then he could really play. Yeah, he was better than me by by a lot. But yeah, it's a little. Um. So you know, you were now he were wants you, to get into the podcast game. So let's you, see if he can. He has to come into my space now. <laughs> now you're on my territory. He's definitely so much better than me at this. Also, <laughs> no, Daniel, you're don't give yourself credit. Like. Have you, has Anthony taught um, um, podcast class to other people? He probably could. He'd probably be more interesting. You're right. No, don't do that. Yes. I'm just being honest about it, Alan. I have to. But that, that was a fun experience. And then I kind of since then I tracked him. I got tracked his, not as stalkerly, like tracked his career. Like, where, like, I would, like, see how he was doing. Oh, yeah, it's so not in a creepy way. It's not like he went to the same exact college as him or anything. Well, no, once he got to Maryland, obviously. But, you know, even before then, I was, like, just seeing how he was doing high school. Because he played for, you know, St. John's, which is a, a local powerhouse. Okay, this, this, I'm telling this story because I think a couple of our um, um, favorite fans will appreciate this. Is this embarrassing for me, or? No, no, you're good. It's okay, sounds good. Me. Um, do you know Reese Mona? He's a player on the Maryland basketball team. Of course, of course, yeah. Popped up on my LinkedIn suggestions. Is that what you just said? No. Popped up on my my LinkedIn suggestions. Really? I connected with him. Wait, so he answered yes? He accepted. Let's go! And then it asked me, are you a teammate of Reese Mona? (laughs) And you said, yes. Close. That's where I started. But then I read down the options. Okay. Yeah. And there's another options. Does Reese Mona work under you? 
or no. does he report to you? So I checked that, took a picture to send to my friends, um, and the I did not have the strength to submit that. Oh God! I was really close. You know much more about LinkedIn than me. Would would he be able to see that that you put that down? Um, or would it just be like, yeah, if I made it public, a hundred percent. Who's your yeah. favorite LinkedIn connection? Oh, let me see. I don't know. Is is this? This might be like. Uh, I don't even know if I can like get in here. I don't know if I remember. Like, I use LinkedIn on my phone more, so I don't know if I. Oh, no, I have it. Let's see. This is this is um. Oh God! Wait one sec. Oh, can I accept that? This is a uh, podcasting at its finest. Just going through our own social medias. What kind of big shots, though? It's like, it's, like, it's like the time where we went through um, every single team, in baseball team, and said our our Scott Bettenick pit player. You know what I mean? Jared Washburn. Oh, that's so good. I I have I gotta I gotta figure, I gotta top that. Pat Burrell, please. Pat Burrell. Burrell, right? Okay, 